Welcome to the True Grit Strength Podcast. I'm Ryan Steck. And I'm Rachel Geiger. We created the True Grit Strength Podcast so that we can share our stories around how strength training changed us for the better and helped us to discover our athletic potential, develop grit, and pursue growth in all aspects of our lives. It's through our stories that we hope to share with you that regardless of where you are or where you've started from, you can build strength and athleticism in all ages and stages of life despite loss, injuries, or setbacks. So how do you make a comeback to the gym when the odds are stacked against you? Tune in to find out. Hey, y'all. Hello, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) We were testing out podcast voices (laughs) before we started the episode. I think this is going to be mine. (laughs) It's too intimate. It's very intimate. <laughs> this topic is not that serious. <laughs> um, welcome back, y'all. It's so good to be back. Um, and as promised, we're circling back to something <laughs> that came up in our last episode when we were doing our Q&A. We kind of like had this spark of an idea. Um, and so we wrote about it and we're going to bring it to you today. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's summertime and people are taking vacations and there's tons of barbecues. There's multiple holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, typically in the summer, people just want to let loose and have fun and do whatever. And I think it's good to talk about how to navigate kind of. So today, basically, we're going to be talking about how to navigate social events during the summertime or really any time of the year. These strategies kind of apply to any time, mm-hmm. but they're relevant now because fourth of july is tomorrow and then we got labor day and people are taking trips so basically the goal of this episode is just to give you guys some strategies um and different ideas for how you can you know enjoy your summer and Mm -hmm. go out and do the things that you want to do and go to social events and be able to enjoy yourself um without going insanely crazy off your diet (laughs) (laughs) um so kind of like one thing that i realized like as we were kind of hashing this episode out is Um, it's my goal to give you guys strategies for understanding like how you can be flexible without being excessive. Yes. Good Um, point. And I think that, um, and and basically we're talking more mostly around nutrition today. Um, so we're not really addressing, uh, fitness in terms of social events or vacations or something. I feel like that would be a different topic. So we're basically just talking about, um, if you're following a diet plan or, you know, really you're just trying to whether you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, whatever, or just like eat healthy, you know, typically, you know, the types of foods and stuff that come along with certain social events can sometimes throw us off or maybe we're traveling and we don't have access to a kitchen and we're not meal prepping and like, you know, some of these like things that we usually can control are a little uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some strategies and and things that you can do um, if you're choosing to want to still kind of follow whatever plan you're following or nutrition wise, or maybe you're just still trying to make, understand how to make healthy choices in these environments. And so, you know, there's a there's a way to be flexible um, in doing that yes. so that you can still enjoy yourself, um, again, like I said, without being completely excessive. Sure. And I think that sometimes when we don't have a plan or we don't have some of these strategies in place, we always kind of opt, um, even if it's not really our intention, to opt for more excessive approaches yeah. um, when we kind of just say, oh, well, I didn't have a plan for this barbecue and I'm starving, so screw it and I'm going to eat everything and sight that to me is excessive sure um 
But one thing that I kind of wanted to point out before we dive into the episode is just the idea of like, I still firmly believe that when we're talking about a single isolated event or a single holiday, like tomorrow being the 4th of July, the grand scheme of things, it really is just one day. Um, And so it's never going, it never should be a point of like extreme stress for you. But I like episodes like this because I do know that there are people out there who it will be very easy for them to turn one day into three days into two weeks following off their plan. And so sometimes for people like that, if you're if you're not one of those people who can just kind of enjoy yourself on one day and then the next day get right back on track, if you struggle with that. And if that one day of just kind of saying screw it can really throw you off for a longer period of time, then definitely tune into this because these are definitely strategies that will allow you to still enjoy yourself and not stress about what you're eating. um, But also kind of, you know, again, flexible without being excessive, right? Right, right. Um, Without letting that spiral into like a a week-long binge. Right. And just to give you all some context and a little bit of backstory, like everything we're going to discuss in this episode are things that Ryan and I individually or together have tackled and like, you know, um, and still struggle with and still struggle with for sure. And strategies that like we have had to implement to be a little more successful. And for a little bit of context, like Ryan and I were recently having a conversation after spending the night kayaking out with some friends. We ended up staying on the water until like nine nine o'clock. Like we watched the sunset. Um, and by the time we got home, it was so late and like, we were both feeling super frustrated because like we hadn't eaten, we didn't know what to eat. And it was just kind of this moment of like, like a really real relatable moment of like, what are we going to do? And like, how do we make, how do we make our goals like fit in with like our actual life? And like, I came to him the next day and I was like, just feeling really off And I was expressing, like, some of those challenges I was having around, like, navigating nutrition, especially in a post-COVID world. Right. Um, I mean, not post-COVID. I know we're still kind of grappling with that. But, like, if you think about where we were a year ago, right, um, we kind of, like, didn't have to navigate social situations and occasions in the same way that, like, we were used to. And I know for me, like... I found one aspect of that. It was, like, very easy for me to fine-tune my nutrition because I wasn't, like, also tackling going out to a barbecue or, like, going to a graduation or, like, you know, a wedding or, like, all these different events that come up. Like, you just – I didn't have to think about it as much. And so, like, I came to Ryan because I was, like, finding it kind of scary thinking about going back into these situations and, like, not really having the tools – to navigate them while still being in line with like all of my goals. Yeah. So that being said, like even if you are somebody that does typically do pretty well with your 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 food choices and your, your nutrition plan or whatever, this is are, are all still good reminders of like yeah. different ways you can approach these scenarios. Um, and I personally use pretty much all of these at one point in time or another. Mm-hmm. They're just like things I have in my back pocket that I can kind of rely on. Um, in different situations. And so how we've kind of chosen to split this episode up um, is we're giving you guys kind of three uh, common scenarios that typically happen 
Um, again, this could be any time of year, but we're just kind of referencing in terms of summer. So three different kind of like social situations that mm-hmm. might come up um, that might sound familiar to you. Um, kind of what tends to be kind of the issue that arises in those scenarios. And then we're also giving you guys three strategies uh, for different ways that you can approach that scenario. Just so next time that you're in that position and maybe you're feeling a little bit stressed, you'll have something, uh, hopefully be able to grab a few strategies yeah. from this episode that you can use in those situations so you can learn how to be uh, balanced and flexible um, without kind of going off the deep end in that excessive territory. For sure. All right, cool. Let's let's do it. Um, so we'll start with scenario one. So this scenario is you've been invited to attend a barbecue to celebrate a holiday or event, which is very, um, you know, like Relevant. applicable right now <laughs> because um, if you're celebrating the 4th of July tomorrow, like this is definitely something you might be navigating. Right. Um, so if you're trying to eat healthy or like follow some type of nutrition plan or goal, um, a barbecue might be a challenge because we're talking about like notoriously high fat foods, right? Right. Your hot dogs, your hamburgers, pulled pork, mayonnaise, and like all the salads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's typically one of those things where it's like, if you're going to a barbecue, like you're bringing something with you. So it's yes. like, there's a lot of different options typically. So you're going to have baskets of chips and a lot of things yes. that are just like very snacky and yes yes the majority sure. of it is all pretty pretty high calorie stuff yeah and right? right and it's easy to like be in a barbecue situation and like mindlessly snack i know i do that all the time oh yeah there's bowls of chips out like i'm, I'm grabbing a handful every time i walk by and oh, i'm yeah. not even thinking about it yeah for sure no doubt um yeah. and it's like it can also be really difficult to keep track of what you've actually eaten Right? Mm-hmm. So I know I struggle with that. Like, I'll leave a barbecue and be like, what did I even just eat? Yeah. Like, I know I ate food, but, like, what even was it? And Well, and right. And it's like, oh, I've eaten a bowl of chips before the burgers are even done. And, right. And that, that's, you know, I know that that's going to be the thing that's going to help me feel the most satiated. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, basically, like I said in the beginning of the episode, like, you always have the option of just saying, hey, this is one meal. It's not a big deal. I'm not, I'm not even going to stress about it. Like, that is always going to be an option. Okay. Um, right. You know, so a 4th of July, like, you just don't want to stress out about it and you want to just enjoy yourself at a barbecue. Just enjoy then it. And just do that, right? Right. Like, we do that all the time. Right. But, like I said, there are, uh, you know, definitely people out there who still struggle with that because on July 5th, they're still craving the mayonnaise salad and they're still wanting the chips and all the junky things. And like, I'm like that sometimes too, where it's like, I'm you open up like the floodgates of this stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just craving it all the time. For sure. Right. So. Okay. Know. So that's our scenario. Barbecue. What do we do? Right. Okay. First strategy, um, eat before you go. Right. And this sounds weird, right? Yeah, there's going to be some good food there. It's a little counterintuitive to me, at least. Right. Well, it's counterintuitive because like you said, you know, and I used to do this too, where I would be like, oh, if I'm going to a barbecue and I know there's going to be all this like fattening stuff there, like stuff that doesn't follow my diet or just like junk food, then maybe I'll just kind of like starve myself all day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is definitely used to be me. I used to, before any like event whether it was, like, a holiday, um, like, Thanksgiving, or, like, a barbecue, or, like, a wedding, or anything, I would truly not eat Mm -hmm. the whole day. I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat lunch. 
thinking, okay, well, that's good because now I have all these calories. But what would end up happening is that I was so starving. Yeah. I would just end up overeating, Mm -hmm. overindulging, and then feeling like really sick and garbagey. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just didn't feel good because I hadn't properly tended to my body all day long. Right. I mean, and that strategy like might work for some people. I've done this before too, and I personally don't like it. Like, you know, reducing calorie intake up until like the event, just knowing that I can like go for it. Yeah. And like, listen, like this is where, you know, being and paying attention to your body is important because like I might follow that strategy and not eat all day and then literally like partition all of my calories for that one meal. Yeah. And still hit my goal. And still feel fine. But I would feel like garbage because I technically, like I would be starving probably. Like I would hit my calorie goal, but I'd still be so hungry because I only ate like a lot of like non-filling foods. Like that's the other thing, you know, typically with like snacky foods and things like that, like they're very high in calories but they're not very filling Filling, yeah you know what i mean so like eating chips and stuff like that like you're still you're you're still hungry right and so so, yeah so eat before you go in terms of like now what that looks like for me is if i have an event coming up i'll eat like on the lighter side like for breakfast i might just have yogurt um and like you know for lunch i might have a protein shake and a protein bar and like a sandwich or something like that. Something like a little bit lower, but that still is like helping me get to my targets. Yeah. I mean, and like, I might even like eat, like, like drink a protein shake or like eat a protein bar or something like literally on like before on you go. your way. Like, yeah. On my way there. That way you're not like showing up like, oh my gosh, give me, give me the food immediately. Right. And like totally. the reason why I would opt for protein in that scenario is because it's going to be the most filling thing. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're minimizing, you're not having carbs or fat with it. It's like literally just protein. You can't, can't really can't lose it with that. But yeah. yeah, even if you just like eat your meal prep before you go, again, I know that sounds really lame, but if you're really that worried about it, that yeah. that's an option. And yeah. you can still go and like have dessert or you can still go and like eat a little something. Yes. Um, you know, and enjoy yourself and just be social with people without having to be attached to, to right. food. Yeah. All right. All right. Strategy number two. Um, like I said, typically with some kind of like group gathering like this, whether it be a barbecue or social event, potluck, whatever, like you're, you're typically, you know, supposed to bring something. And so Mm -hmm. strategy number two could be bring something with you that is healthy or that fits your nutrition plan. Yeah. Right. So instead of grabbing like a bag of potato chips and like going to the barbecue or grabbing a six pack of beer and going to a barbecue, like bring some fruit with you, bring some cut up fruit or like, yeah, bring some chicken or I remember I, my favorite thing to eat at like social events is like chips and queso. Like if it's there, I mean, Ooh, I'm like going for it. And I once brought this like protein, um, queso dip that like I, it was like a recipe I found online that like was so macro friendly and I made it and brought it. And like, that was my thing. Like I was eating so much of it knowing like, oh, this is actually really good for me. And it was a hit. Everyone was like, this is great. I'm like, yeah, let me tell you about it. Right. So then instead of standing there by the snack table, like dipping everything in ranch dressing, you know (laughs) that you have like an option. Yeah. It's still really good. 
is still not something you would probably eat all the Normally, time. Normally, right. I wouldn't make that for myself It's still at something home. fun that you can indulge in, but you know it's not going to put you way over. So, you know, and I, like you said, um, yeah, just so bringing, you know, that, that could look like a lot of different things. Like if you literally just Google like macro-friendly barbecue. barbecue or party yeah. dip or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's so much. There's so much out there. So like if you're curious the next time you're going to a barbecue or something and you need to bring something like that, Bring something that you know fits your plan. And, yeah. And that's a good way to make sure that you have something there. And you as a vegetarian are very familiar with Oh, yeah. With this. Right. I know like going to a barbecue, there's probably not going to be like a main dish for me to eat because I don't eat meat. So I am like very conscious of always bringing something that like I can eat that, you know, fits my nutrition needs and will fill me up. Um, and I think it just helps give like that level of control in a situation where like there is not a lot. Yeah. And the other thing that this helps with too, and we'll talk about this a little bit more at the end where it's like, you know, we're not being naive to like some of the like social pressures that are, that come with being on a diet and trying to navigate social situations, you know? And so when you bring your own thing to a party, it kind of, because like, what's the alternative to that? Is that like you're sitting there like eating what just like a plate of chips and then somebody's (laughs) like oh is that all you're gonna eat and then it's like then you have to explain like oh i'm on a diet and you have to like go into all this like stuff but it's like if you if you brought something that you like or that fits your needs you can just be like oh yeah i brought this i'm like excited about this and this is what i'm eating yeah right end of the conversation yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll go back a little bit more yeah we'll touch on that again but it kind of helps curve yeah. that conversation sure, of like oh sure. you're not gonna eat and it's like oh no i brought this thing and i'm like perfectly happy with this yeah. right so that's strategy number two all right strategy number three um this one's really hard for me but same uh ditch ditch the snacking and make a plate that's balanced and actually resembles a meal yeah so this is what i try to do again like i gotta stay it's away really from hard. i gotta stay away from the snack table because Ooh, like i cannot once i start with the chips like i really like i struggle yeah i but, love a chip and a dip and a cheese <laughs> i know but i know that like i'll just get i'll just be eating all those empty calories right and so it's like what i try to do and this goes for like any type of holiday situation where there's like a lot of different things yes is i'll like wait until everything's ready to eat right Mm -hmm. and i'll like go through the line scope it out scope it out and then i'll build my plate (laughs) all right knowing that like this is going to be my meal so like i think what a lot of people do and i've done this before too is like they'll be like oh i I need to like i need to not eat a lot right because Mm -hmm. like i'm on a diet so i need to not eat a lot and so like what they'll end up doing is like building this like wimpy plate with like barely anything on it and then they're hungry tiny little servings of things and like a little bit of everything but not too much and it's like what you're ended up doing there is just like consuming a bunch of really high fat foods and very small amounts so you're consuming the calories but you're not getting full off of it when in reality or maybe you don't even build a plate and you just you know kind of walk around you feel like you're not eating a lot but those little bites add up yeah and you're going to be way better off in terms of like feeling satisfied and full and also enjoying yourself if you just like commit to making a plate one plate one plate of food yeah you know so get a burger you know get some potato salad get a few carrots or whatever else is around build a nice plate around it and just eat and then be done with your meal eat your meal and be done with it so get a protein get a veggie if there are some 
Uh, get some salad. Some sides, maybe a snack that you've been eyeing. Yeah, and right. then just eat it and then be done with it and stop stressing. Like, yeah. you're going to just feel way better after that knowing that you got an actual meal than you just, like, snacked your way through, like, a five-hour barbecue. Yes. And now you've consumed a lot of calories, but then you're probably going to leave there and need to go eat something, right? Yes, so it's kind of meal. It's, hard, it's, like, harder to minimize. It feels like you're maybe minimizing the damage a little bit, but you're actually just way better off just to eat normal plate. Cool. All right, y'all, moving on to scenario number two. So this is a new scenario, um, one that we're very familiar with. So you're meeting up with friends in a place where food isn't really available. So this happens to us a lot, especially in Austin, um, when we're, like, out kayaking or hiking. And this used to happen to us all the time when we lived in New York, and we were, like, you know, in the bar, bar culture. Right. So like, you know, you're leaving work and your coworkers are like, hey, let's go grab a drink for happy hour. Yes. And like, you know, nine times out of 10, that happy hour would turn into like a three hour like drinking scenario where, you know, there probably wasn't food around. Most of the time there wasn't food around. Um, And then I'd be like leaving the bar at like 830 and I'd be starving because I hadn't eaten since lunch and then I'm getting home late. And it's like, listen, it's like in these scenarios, like, again, you want to be able to go out and enjoy yourself and go to a social event. And it's absolutely doable. But the reason why we put this in here as a scenario is because basically what we're talking about here is you're getting home super late Mm -hmm. and you haven't eaten anything. Yes. And this is like the go-to scenario where you're like pulling up the Postmates app or you're like stopping at McDonald's on the way home or you're doing something because you feel this like you're in this dire scenario of like, I'm not going to go home and cook a meal meal. at nine o'clock at night. And I'm with you. I wouldn't cook a meal at nine o'clock at night either. Um, And so for whatever reason you're in this scenario and it's super late and you haven't eaten and that, you know, gut reaction is just to, like, go for something quick and easy. Yes. We have some strategies for you, um, which are ways that you can do something quick and easy um, and still follow your plan. Okay. So strategy one is to be proactive and think ahead. Sometimes this isn't always possible. Like, if something comes up last minute, like, people are like, oh, let's run out after work and go, like, do this thing. And then, it, you know, you might be kind of, like, struggling a little. But if you know an event's coming up where you're going to go hang out with someone where food isn't really available, like, think before the event. So, like, plan a meal ahead of time or keep something on hand at home that could be really easy to heat up or put together. Yeah. And I do this on a I do this on a regular basis anyway. Like when we go to the grocery store, I usually always buy at least like one like frozen or pre-made yeah. meal. And yeah. I know that those aren't like the healthiest the healthiest thing and I'm sure. sure they're like chock full of chemicals, so that's not something you want to do all the time. But listen, if I come home and it's like 9:30 at night and I'm starving and it's between that or ordering takeout, I'm opting for that because yeah. it, I can control my intake. For sure. Yeah. So especially helpful here would be like if you are someone who meal preps like making sure you prep enough to like cover you for that time that you're gonna be maybe coming home a little bit later than you normally would yeah um yeah or like just you know knowing that you're opting for that like frozen dinner or something Mm -hmm. like that instead because there are some really good they've gotten a lot better yeah the frozen meals and like well i'm talking not i'm talking not Sorry, not getting like a hungry man dinner. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, but like I there's think some good healthy ones out there even, now. I I think it's healthy choices. The brand has vegan meals now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So I'll get those vegan meals and like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's not the most amazing thing for you, but like 
it's all vegetables and things like that. So at also, least there's like, that. Protein is popular now. So like a lot of these like, you know, f- frozen dinners or whatever will have like, sometimes they'll have like 30 grams of protein. In yeah. It. And again, is that going to be as good as like a chicken breast that you would cook at home? No, it's not. But like, again, we're talking these kind of like urgent scenarios where you just need to eat something and you don't want to totally fall off the rails um, and go to Taco Bell, you know what I mean? Like, that's a good fallback option. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like Rachel said, like have making sure that you've got meal prep for that. Ready night. to go. Yeah, so being proactive. So that's strategy number one. <laughs> strategy number two, <laughs> Rachel laughed at me for this one. Well, because you said it so matter of fact, but like I've also seen you do this and I've done it too. And it's just like a very funny scenario. (laughs) Uh, Drink a protein shake and go to bed. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Let's be clear here. Ryan did not say, oh, strategy two, Rachel should be like, drink a protein shake and go to bed. He was like, "Uh, strategy two, chug a protein shake, go to bed. So, like, the delivery was different, and you said chug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, like, if it's really going to be that stressful for you. Sometimes that really is the best thing. Sometimes. Or, you know, like, again, like, we're kind of approaching this for people who track macros and people who don't. Like, for me personally, when I'm in this scenario, it's a hard choice because, of course, I'd rather have a meal. But if I don't <laughs> have anything to eat, yeah, like, and the options are you know, to like order takeout or go get some fast food stuff or just drink a protein shake and maybe eat a bowl of cereal or something chill like that and then just go to sleep. Like that's not my ideal dinner, but I would rather do that than either go to bed hungry and not eat anything at all or Or, eat something that's going to make me feel like trash. Yeah, the next day. Right, for sure. Yeah, especially if it's late, you know what I mean? So So that's strategy two. It's pretty simple. And the reason why we always say protein shakes is because – like protein is going to, again, protein is going to help you build muscle mass. It's going to keep you lean and it's also going to make you feel full. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like, sure. is it a meal replacement? No. No. Right. But like sometimes if you're in like some, you know, urgent scenario, sometimes it can be a meal replacement. Sometimes it just helps. Yeah. You know, like eat a piece of fruit or a protein shake and then just call it a day. Yeah. And um, just pick it up the next day. Right. And just like, again, yeah. Start fresh the next day. Yeah. All right, y'all. Strategy three um, is if you really do need to get a quick meal, like you don't have anything at home, protein shake is just like not going to do it for you. um, And you have to opt in for fast food or something like that or like delivery. Try just to opt for the most nutritious option on the menu. Yeah. So listen, like I don't eat fast food regularly, but there are always, and we'll get into this in the next situation, in the next scenario, but, um, there are some really, if you're, if you like fast food or something like that is like literally all that's available to you or all that seems accessible to you at the moment for whatever reason, there's a million reasons that could be like, there's some actually like pretty macro friendly options that you can get at fast food places that won't totally blow up your calories. Right, right. Like most fast food places like have at least like one to two options that are good. And I'm not talking about like the salads. Like I honestly would never order Don't a salad at a fast food place. Yeah. Like, Unless you have your own dressing at home or something. Right. Like the dressing is going to have the same amount of fat as like the cheeseburger in it and you're not going to enjoy it and it's going to be some like weirdly brown lettuce or like whatever. <laughs> like I just like, I wouldn't trust just it. Don't do I wouldn't it. offer that. <laughs> like, but there's usually always a chicken option. Yeah. Um, there's usually always, most restaurants, uh, fast food places now have like a grilled chicken option. 
Yeah, so, like, just because you're opting for fast food, that doesn't mean you have to totally go off plan, right? And this is where swaps can be really helpful. Like, so, like Ryan said, like, swap the fried chicken for grilled chicken. Um, And maybe look at the menu before you go. Like you said, you'll be surprised, like, how many options there actually are. Right, and the reason why I said pro- the reason why I said the chicken option over the beef option is because typically, like in my experience ordering fast food, like typically the beef option is like way higher in fat, but it's also not as filling. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like this thin, wimpy patty. Like you're not gonna feel like good after that. You're yeah. not gonna feel full after that. But like I always feel full after getting the chicken because I just feel like there's usually like more to it. It's like yeah. more more bang for your buck, if, right. whatever you know. Um, the other option would be, and this is like something I like just being vegetarian. It's really hard for me to eat at fast food places. Um, and like, so I just tend not to, but opt for a fast food place where you can like build your own meal or customize what goes in it. So like Chipotle is really good for that. Subway's good. We eat Jimmy John's all the time. I just ate that for lunch. Yeah, we we got it yesterday. Like, because <laughs> um, you can customize and kind of change what goes into it, and you're not like locked into to the option Eating on the something menu. Something with like a ton of mayonnaise. On yeah, it or right. Yeah. Like people, like I don't know. People always give me weird looks when I say Chipotle, but like, listen, if I'm in like some weird shopping center in like some suburb in, somewhere in North Carolina or whatever, and like. There's no other real healthy options. Like I'm going for the Chipotle because I can, can actually customize it. I can actually build something at Chipotle that it's like I think I've said this in a different episode, but like when I was working a nine to five um, in an office like in New York, like we had a Chipotle around the corner and we had a Sweet Green around the corner, and yeah. what I would get at Chipotle was way more macro friendly than what I would get at Sweet Green. Yes. Even though you would think that Sweet Green is the healthier choice, but like you know, basically what I would get at Chipotle is I would get you know the rice I would get double protein i would skip the cheese and i would get the vegetables on it and the black beans and that's a really like high protein you need to go low carb just sub the rice for the salad and like that's it and you're getting like you're checking all the boxes so it's not a bad option so if you can if you're on even you know we're going to talk about this in the next scenario but if all you've got is is fast food places like have like a couple places and a couple meals that you get from these restaurants just in your back pocket for when you're in that like urgent scenario and you just need to get something like you don't need to order a double you know quarter pounder with cheese like you can get the chicken sandwich and again we're talking about learning how to be flexible without going ex- being excessive yes for sure. right this like screw it it's 10 o'clock i'm ordering whatever like that doesn't need to be an excessive moment you can still eat out and you can still eat fast food and you can still order you know get a frozen meal or whatever and kind of like do a little bit of damage control but still be able to fit it in yep for sure all right, y'all. Scenario number three, um, you're traveling and you won't be able to cook your own meals. So another vari- variation of this might be like you're hosting people who are coming to visit you and you know you're going to be eating out a lot. Um, and I think the difficulty with this scenario is that like your level of control is just totally gone. Yeah. You're simply like not at home cooking your own food. 
Right, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, and this is obviously like relevant for the summertime, right? Because people are going on vacations. Um, so you know you're maybe going to be traveling. Maybe you're taking like a whole week off. And listen, like I'm going to continue to repeat this because it's super important. Like you always have the choice of saying, you know what? I'm going on this five-day trip and I'm not thinking at all about my nutrition and I'm just going to enjoy myself. You reserve that right yep. always. So mm-hmm. like, and, you know, that's not really going to throw you off. Right. Um, But because, you know, sometimes like for me, like I'm just going to speak from from personal experience here. Like I recently in the last couple of months, like went to North Carolina for like I was gone for like 10 days. Yeah. Right. And so throughout that 10 day period, I ate pretty much almost every meal out except for breakfast. Um, And I got pretty close to of course, I wasn't hitting my macros perfectly. Like that was kind of way out, (laughs) way out the window. Um, but I was still able to like have some really good meals. I was still eat, able to eat at all my favorite restaurants yeah. that I like to go to in, in Greensboro. Um, they weren't the healthiest options, but I used a, a pretty much almost every single one of these strategies that we're about to go through yep. to kind of like, again, like rein it in a little bit. Balance. Right. Okay, so the first strategy is to simply focus on your caloric intake. So if you are counting macros... Try to focus on hitting your protein goals, knowing that, like, your fat and carb intake will probably be all over the place. Yeah, so, like, when I was home, like, pretty much everything that I was eating was, like, super high in fat. Mm -hmm. So, basically, I just, like, didn't worry about it, um, hitting certain carb targets or hitting certain fat targets. And I just, like, made sure to stay under my total calories for the day. Mm -hmm. um, And I tried to eat as much protein as possible. Yep. So, like, also, too, right, when you're eating out, try to opt for that highest protein option because as we've mentioned a few times like the protein is what's going to make you feel that like satiation like that fullness so that you're not constantly going back and like snacking and eating more and more yeah yeah for sure so like basically i like brought with me um i try to always travel with protein uh, which i guess we'll get into uh in the next strategy so yeah. i want to skip ahead um but yeah when you're eating out like order the highest protein option it's usually going to be some kind of entree or something like that that's going to be like very protein focused um and then you know that you're getting your protein in um and so wait <laughs> oh yeah and then um so typically too like if you're traveling to like a new city for example like you know and you know that you're going to be eating out um you know, probably at least lunch and dinner, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, mo- then it's probably better to just like skip going out for breakfast, right? And the reason why I say that is because you know it's like m- most places that you're gonna travel, like the place, the restaurants that you're gonna want to eat at, like are usually more like lunch and dinner focused, yeah, right? And so like I think it makes it easier in order to kind of like minimize like caloric damage to just like come up with something real easy and healthy to do for breakfast, and so yeah. that could be like traveling with protein bars, you know, fruit, like things that you can kind of pack in your carry-on or whatever and bring with you or just get whenever you buy whenever you get there. Right, right. That you can keep when wherever you're staying at. So this kind of leads us into our second strategy, which Ryan has already kind of touched on, but like travel with protein or healthy snacks that don't require refrigeration. So like protein powders, protein bars, trail mix, take those things with you, take a shaker bottle or like a blender bottle, you know, take or, you know, just run into like a Target or like a a convenience store when you're 
traveling and like grab some protein bars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this way you have things that you can eat with you that like ensure you're hitting that protein um, intake target, but also that you're not just like eating every single meal out. You can kind of curb it a little bit. Right. So it's like, but it's also too just about like getting something that's having something easy on hand that, Mm -hmm. you know, fits your goals. So like, again, when I traveled to North Carolina, it's exactly what I did. I filled up like an entire shaker bottle of protein powder from home and I traveled with it and I had that the entire time I was at my mom's house. So like, I literally would like wake up and that'd be the first thing that I would do is just like drink a really big shake. Mm-hmm. And then I would go, you know, whatever we were going to do that day. But, like, then I would eat whatever I wanted to for, like, lunch and dinner. Yeah. And, you know, I was still able to enjoy, like, barbecue and, you know, fried chicken and, like, all the stuff biscuits. that I normally – Biscuits. So many biscuits. Like, but I know <laughs> that, like, all right, I at least started my day with something health conscious and yeah. something that was good for me. Right. Um, so I can feel good about that and check that one meal and have that be done. And yeah. that helps me kind of minimize the damage. Okay, so strategy number three, um, control what you can control. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we're traveling, like that's again what makes this kind of scenario difficult is there are a lot of things that are out of our control food-wise. Like we can't control how restaurants are prepping our food. We Mm -hmm. can't control what... What portion size they give us. What portion size they give us. We can't control, you know, what kinds of food the city is going to have. Like, you know, like I was recently in Destin, Florida. Right. Or Weston, Florida. Yeah. Close to Fort Lauderdale somewhere. Yeah. Not amazing options around there. Whenever I go to Florida, like, the vegetarian scene there is, I mean, maybe I'm going to the wrong parts of Florida, but when I've gone, I'm, like, cannot find vegetarian options. It's really a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, we went to Publix a few times, and I, like we just said in strategy number two, I, like, stocked up on some snacks that I could keep in the hotel. Like, I traveled with, like, a whole thing of protein bars with me. Yeah. Um, You know, and so control what you can control. So... Because the food might be a little bit hard to control because you're not prepping it yourself and you can't control what's available to you, there are other things that you can control to kind of help compensate for it. So yeah. um, upping your activity level yeah. on vacation. Yeah, focus on getting your steps in. Maybe dedicate taking a walk. Um, it's a great way to, like, get out and see the sights. I know, like, anytime people come to visit me, like, sometimes our favorite thing to do is just, like, walk around and look at things. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way for me to get steps in and know that, like, I'm getting some exercise and we're, like, you know, seeing things and, like, exploring a little bit. So there's – it's, like, a win-win. Yeah. I mean, and this could look like working out on vacation, but it could also, like Rachel said, just, like, getting out and doing things and just being active in a lot of other different ways yeah. are ways to in- increase your activity level so you're not just, like, laying around and also eating terribly um, the whole time, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Try to focus on, like, the portions that you're eating. So I know I know for me personally this is really hard in restaurants because it's, like, if there is food in front of me, like, I will eat it and I will not want to stop eating it. So this is something that I might not opt for because it doesn't really work for me as well. But, like, if you're someone who can, you know, focus on portions and, like, just stop eating when you're full, like, do that, right? Like, just focus on having a little bit instead of like eating the whole thing yeah exactly like especially if it's something that you know that is not you know super healthy for you you can still control the portions and get it pack up a to-go box and then know that you've got that other whole other meal ready to go yeah and you've kind of you know cut the portions down 
Um, drink plenty of water. Yeah. I love water. We love water in this house. Like, drink water, y'all. Like, I, I think one of the hardest things about traveling is I forget to drink water like I normally would. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's, like, just the accessibility of, like, having, like, my huge Nalgene with me. So, like, I try to just bring it on trips with me as much as I can, you know? And, like, just empty it before if you're flying. Like, empty it before you get on the plane. That way you can still take it through, you know, check the security points with you. But, um, yeah, just focus on getting a lot of good water in. Yeah, of course. Um, Especially, too, it's, like, you know, it also helps with, you know, feeling full... Yeah. And less hungry and and less, you know, ready to opt for something like way off plan or whatever. Yeah. And the last thing that I'll say in terms of like control is like set intentions for how you want to show up in that moment. Like I know this can sound a little silly, but like it really does work. Like there will be times where I'm like, I know just as an example that like I'm I'm on, uh, I'm going to have kind of like a stressful day at work, for example. And I might set an intention in the morning of like, I am going to handle whatever comes my way and like take it a step at a time. And like, it really does help when I'm like in the stress of it to be like, oh yeah, that's right. Like I already know how I'm going to show up. And I think this can work with like eating and traveling as well. Like I can eat within, you know, my means of control and eat the way that, like, serves me and makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, set intentions for how you want to be when you're in that scenario. Yeah, and I think this is important, too, when you're traveling because, you know, most people, you know, myself included, like, when we're on vacation, just want to let go and, like, let go of some of that stress. And this can sometimes, maybe people feel like this is applying more stress to a, you know, a situation that should be like fun and laid back. And that is totally okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But also too, it's like, like I said, in the very beginning, it's like learn how learning how to be flexible without being excessive. Like if I'm going on a week long vacation, does every single meal and I want to just like let loose and not worry about it. Does every single meal that I eat on that vacation need to be like something like way off plan? Like probably not. Like that feels a little excessive. Yeah. Right. But like, maybe I know that like wherever I'm traveling, there's like a handful of restaurants that I'm like super excited to, to visit and eat at. And I want those meals to just be like totally free quote unquote, or like, you know, where I don't want to worry about it then I can prioritize that and kind of like, you know, chill out on the other ones. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, sure. I do that when I go to North Carolina, like there's always like a few places that I'm like really looking forward to, to eating that I know absolutely do not fit in yeah. to my nutrition plan. For sure. And so I'm just going to make sure that like when I go- get to that restaurant, I'm just going to enjoy myself and I'm not going to worry about it. But like I've also then taken precautions using a lot of these other strategies to kind of like have a chill breakfast and like maybe not go crazy at lunch or whatever you know and so you can it's still possible to enjoy yourself um without being completely excessive with it especially you know for scenario number three when we're talking about extended trips and things like that yeah okay so we have a few final tips and like final notes we want to make about all of this that I think we kind of ended with our scenarios and our strategies and we were like there's a couple things we just want to say that we think are like applicable and relevant to all of these scenarios and all these situations so um first we just want to say that like you always have the option to decide that you'd rather just not think about any of this for any given event right like you always have the choice to just say you know what like 
I just want to, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to tackle it. Like I'm just going to ignore it and I'm going to throw it out the window and I'm just going to be present in the moment and do what feels right. Yeah. And the only thing I want to add to that is just that what, if that's how you're choosing to do it, make that decision beforehand. Yep. So like if I'm headed to a barbecue tomorrow, I'm going to decide before I leave the house, whether or not I'm just saying screw it and going for whatever I want, or if I'm going to try to like rein it in a little bit. Yep. Because if I, you know, that way, when I get into that situation, I'm not sitting there and going back and forth in my head and spending time in the moment and letting that environment change my idea because that's where I think people tend to feel bad about themselves is they like try to make a decision or a plan in the moment and then they get into it and they're being torn in different directions and that causes a lot of like internal dialogue and stress yeah so just decide what you're going to do before you do it and yeah then stick to it that's a really good that's a good point um the also thing the other thing is also like you always have the choice to say for this one event, right, I'm going to just ignore nutrition, I'm going to ignore tracking if I do that, and I'm going to get back into it the next day. Like, I'm just going to go to this barbecue, but then when I wake up tomorrow morning, like, I'm right back in exactly where I I started from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say, like, for me personally, because Ryan brought this up, and I was like, you know what, like, that used to not work for me at all. Um, because I would turn that one event into like a week long reason to like fully ignore my goals. Yeah. I really struggled with that. Like just personally for me, it was something that was difficult. And like over time, I think as I've built habits, better habits into my lifestyle, like it's much easier now for me to step away from my plan for just one event and then immediately go right back to where I was. Like, that's become an easier thing for me, but it wasn't always that way. Yeah, no, same. Um, And honestly, like, the only thing that kind of broke me out of that was, like, getting a nutrition coach. And I still have him, and he allows me three days out of the year to do whatever I want. Yep. Like, I get Christmas Day, I get New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve, I have to choose, and then my birthday. Yep. But in the past, like, I would let, especially Christmas to New Year's, would turn into basically a two, three week long period where I was just doing whatever I wanted. Oh, yeah. Or, and then also, too, like, I was just talking about this uh, yesterday with a friend, like, you know, a birthday used to not just be like a one day, you Mm -hmm. know, have fun, enjoy yourself kind of day. It would be like a whole week's worth of like celebration (laughs) and and excess and just, you know, and I realized it's like, oh, well, well, now you're kind of like really letting it spiral out. But like learning how to keep it into that like one day and just enjoy yourself for that day and then get back on track the next day has like been such a valuable lesson to learn because I can enjoy myself and I really go for it on those days. Like, I mean, I'm like going for it. But like, (laughs) you know, the next day I'm like, okay, it's over. I got all that out of my system and I'm ready to get back on track. But that's a skill that, you know, is learned over time. Not everybody you know, can, can do that easily. So I think that's where it's kind of like just knowing yourself and what your style is. Yeah. Um, and if you're not one of those people that can easily get back on track, because like we were talking about earlier, like the more you're eating these like junky foods, like the more I crave them. Same. Oh my gosh. It's so intense where it'll be like when I eat out, a, you know, like multiple days in a row because I'm traveling. Once I come home, I'm like, I want to go eat out. Like I'm like craving that, like, yeah. The way, just the way that they prepare like restaurant food, you know, because it's not the way that I prepare. I don't prepare my food like that at home. Right. So it's really easy for me to kind of just like 
want to keep that up. Oh, yeah. I came back from North Carolina, like, having had my fill of, of barbecue and other southern fried goodness, and the first thing that I wanted to do was, like, go get barbecue. Yeah. It's, like, and go get cookies. Like, yeah. Like, because, like, I was just then had become, like, accustomed to it. Yeah. Right? And, like, again, It becomes a new habit. You know, the best, yeah. uh, like, I heard this quote yesterday about procrastination, like, the only solution to procrastination, and I consider this to be procrastination, like, you're procrastinating, you're craving these foods, of course, because you've gone off plan for so long, but you're also procrastinating, like, doing what you don't want to do, which is, yeah. like, get back on track, so right. it is a form of procrastination. The only cure for that is just to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't think about it anymore. You just, like, right. You just gotta go. Like, we need to go to HEB and we need to get our meal prep and I just need to cook something and I need to stop thinking about it and I yeah. need to just do it. It's right? like the way I feel when I'm about to do a heavy squat. I'm, like, standing there for, like, a minute and Ryan's like, don't think, just just go. Just do it. Yeah, you can't overthink it. <laughs> you because... can't think. You have to just, you have to just squat. Right. <laughs> you have to just eat healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so next like overarching tip is like find balance, right? We've mentioned that a lot when tackling nutrition during the summer and social events or traveling or like holidays or any of this, like it doesn't need to be this all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, I would like to correct that and say create balance. Mm, okay, thanks. So not find balance, create your balance. Right. We have to create it. We cannot right. find that anywhere. <laughs> we have to create it. Yes. Ourselves. Okay, um, good feedback. You know, and uh, yeah, it, like again, I've repeated this a million times, or not a million, I've been repeated this a lot throughout this episode, but you know, learning how to be flexible without being excessive. It's a very hard skill to learn, but it is so, so valuable because it's what makes all of this stuff like sustainable over the long term um, without feeling like you're depriving yourself or you're missing out on fun things. You're not able to do the stuff that you want to do anymore. Like that is not what we are about, Um, but it's about learning how to create that balance and have that flexibility using some of these strategies um, without just, you know, saying screw it all the time and just kind of like having no plan right um, and then having to deal with the repercussions of what that is like which is also very difficult yeah so like an example right of creating balance would be like for example if you're going on a five-day vacation like maybe you're choosing one meal per day where you just like go all out and do whatever you want knowing you're keeping breakfast and lunch on the healthier side. So that's an example of like creating balance for yourself. You're not just eating three meals a day out however you want. Like you're really being thoughtful around like what you're, you know, what you're eating so that you can have a little more, bit more balance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So two final notes that we, that we just want to touch on. One is about alcohol and one is about social pressure because these things are real and, and, exist in our culture so without diving like way too deep into it because I really think like we could do our own like a whole episode around like alcohol and impact on like diet nutrition fitness etc um we just want to name like avoid being naive about how alcohol affects your caloric intake oh yeah I used to be super naive about it yeah I would be like so like even when I first started tracking macros I would be so meticulous about tracking Mm -hmm. everything and fitting everything in and then I would just like completely ignore alcohol and ignore the fact that I had also drank like 10 beers yeah (laughs) right right like alcohol isn't free it definitely impacts your nutrition goals like it definitely impacts like you know the mental side of things so there's a lot going on there um 
And it, like Ryan said, like it doesn't really matter if you're eating the healthiest meal if you're like drinking a six pack while doing it. Right, exactly. So, and again, like you have to create that balance. Like we're not saying don't drink. We're not saying don't have fun and enjoy yourself, but just be, don't be naive that, you know, alcohol has calories too. And you need to try to account for that just like you would dessert or literally anything else. You know, it's like, I've had, you know, clients tell me that they're, you know, they're being like very, very strict on cutting carbs and sugar and stuff, but then they'll also drink a bottle of wine. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, which is all carbs and sugar, which is all carbs and sugar. So it's just kind of like, you know, or, you know, they'll eat like really great all day and then they'll go to the bar and drink 10 beers. You know what I mean? And so just try to be mindful around the fact that like alcohol does impact your body composition. It does have a huge impact on your caloric intake for the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just be mindful of that um, is all we're yeah, saying. Yeah, there's a lot we could say about that, but we're just going to keep it pretty high level and just say... We're just saying, like, learn how to be flexible with that in this exact same way that you that would That you would with be food. with food. Right. right. Yeah, there's no difference. Um, okay, and then a final note just about social pressure. So this is this is definitely something that I, an area I struggle in, um, in that, like, social pressure is real. Like, it can be really hard to not do the thing that everyone else is doing. And, Mm -hmm. like, I can, you know, share my own experience of, like, being someone who doesn't drink and being someone who, like, tries to eat in a certain way. Like, I definitely feel when I go to social events where people are drinking and, like, eating, you know, whatever, it's, like, that can – I can feel a little bit, like, oh, man, like, I'm choosing to do something different from what everyone else is doing, and that can be a little bit challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one thing that I like to remember about this, too, because, you know, we were actually talking about this earlier and like sometimes it can be I've never been the type of person that wants to do what everybody else is is doing. But sometimes I do get caught up in that loop when I'm like, oh, man, everybody's just ordering whatever they want. And they're just like, no care (laughs) in the world. And like, here I am over here trying to make this work. And then I have to remind myself this is a very good situation in which you can remind yourself why it is that you're doing this, why it is that it's important to Mm -hmm. you. And if you can't answer those two questions, then maybe you do need to relax a little bit. But like, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like you are choosing this path for a reason and you need to remember why that is. And that has, you know, a lot of times the hard thing that that leads to the most growth is doing the thing that no one else wants to do. Yes, exactly. Right, And that sets you up for success that they won't be able to achieve. Right. And if they did want to achieve the same thing that you're doing, guess what? They'd have to do the exact same stuff. Yeah. We all lose weight the, the same way. We all gain weight the same way. It's all about calories, right? So it's like we all are going to have to follow the same protocols. Like just because you might be the only one in that social group who's doing something that other people don't, like take pride in that honestly right because the majority of our you know population in the world right now are not the healthiest right right so we're not putting health top of mind right and so the fact that you are is like an act of rebellion yes and it's also something that you should be be very proud of yeah that being said i know i have i've had clients come to me before when they're like stressed out about this and they're like you know, oh, I don't want to be that like annoying person at dinner or that annoying person at the party who's like, you know, being weird about their diet and making people like, 
you know, accommodate them and like they don't want to be this like burden. But to that, I would have to say, first of all, like your nutrition goals are your business. Yeah. Right. You don't need to share what you're doing and what you're choosing to put into your body literally with anybody else unless you want to. Yeah. It's your it's your choice. You can be totally silent about it. Right. So if you're going to a barbecue tomorrow and you want to like be low key about it and like not go off the deep end with your nutrition, like that's nobody else's business. Yeah. You're not telling you're not, you know, I'm assuming this goes, you know, without being said, but it's just like you you don't have to project that on anybody. else. Yeah. No one even needs to know. I remember like the. This was really hard for me when I stopped drinking and I would have to go into these social situations where everyone else was. Right. And I felt weird about it. And Ryan and I would like, you know, take our non-alcoholic craft beers and like people wouldn't even know that they were N.A. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And we wouldn't talk about it. We wouldn't be like, oh, here's this like N.A. beer. It was we're just like, like, oh, we're not drinking and like, you know, right. have to make an announcement about right. it. We just so. I wasn't in a place where I wanted to speak to anyone about it. And that was my choice in the moment. And so, you know, we would just come prepared with what we wanted and like enjoy it and and that was it. You know, it was kind of like our own little secret that no one needed to know about at the time. Yeah. And we also used it as a competitive edge during that couple's (laughs) Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, oh man, like everyone's going to think we're drinking, but we're really just drinking NA beers. It was like like, this like couple's Olympics where we had to do these like different, like athletic based kind of competition things. And like, we knew that everybody else was going to be drinking heavily. Yeah. And it was, I think it was like one of the first like events that we went to when, after we decided to not drink anymore. And so it was like kind of like our first sober event. Yeah. And we were like, to tell anybody they were drinking these na beers and they're all going to be wasted we still came in like fourth yeah place we were <laughs> we did really bad y'all it's fine it's fine now we know for next time but um the last thing i want to say and like this really helped me to early on in my sobriety and in like when i started working out and focusing on fitness and nutrition and all these things like no is a complete sentence you don't need to explain your choices to anyone so like a lot of times that would look like, oh, why are you, or like, sorry, that was a bad example. A lot of times that would look like, um, oh, are you going to eat this cake? No. <laughs> End of conversation. Right. Like no, you I'm don't, good. yeah, you don't, I mean, you could say it a little like <laughs> friendlier than the way I chose, but I'm very passionate about this because I think sometimes like I tend to get in situations and I tend to feel like I need to explain to everyone why I'm doing what I'm doing and like, you know, if someone asks me if I'm drinking and I just say no, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't need to continue the conversation. I don't need to go further into it if I don't want to. Like, no can be a sentence all on its own and you don't have to, you know, justify why you're making the choices you are. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't have to explain to everybody. You don't have to project. Like, you don't have to make other people feel bad about what they're choosing to do. Like, you don't have to do any of that. You can, yeah. be, you can be private with it. Unless you somebody asks and you really do want to explain because yeah. it's something that you're happy about, then that's a different scenario. But you don't owe anybody an explanation for why you're choosing to put things into your body and, or not choosing to put things into your body. And, yeah. like, the other thing, too, I want to note that I thought we had put on here somewhere, but I don't see it, that I think is important is, like, we do recognize, too, that there are also social situations in which maybe you don't have control over your food choices and you don't want to be rude and you don't want to mm, be, you don't yeah. want to offend somebody by not eating Someone's something. Someone's hosting a dinner for you or whatever. Right. Somebody like you went to a dinner party and it's like a group thing and everybody's eating the same stuff and like you don't want to make a big fuss about your diet and like 
or you don't want to be rude by like not eating something that somebody's made for you or yeah. bought for you or whatever, that's also totally okay. Like you don't, you can just enjoy yourself and, and eat that thing. And again, use some of our other strategies like yeah. portion control and drinking a lot of water and like things like that to like, you know, if it's going to stress you out, then yeah. those are all things that you can do. Just like reduce the amount of food that you're eating without being rude or without having to talk about your diet in front of everyone. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, or you can just chalk it up to say, hey, this is out of my control. This is what it is. It's a one meal and I'm going to move on tomorrow. Like it's, you know, yeah. we're not t- saying that you have to announce that you're low carb at the dinner table. Like nobody yeah. needs to know, you know. Yeah, unless you want to talk, you know, unless you want to share that part of yourself with other people, like you're always welcome to do that as well or you're you're allowed to just keep it to to yourself yeah I personally don't ever really talk about it at all yeah you know um and that's worked for me and people don't really question it people don't are not paying attention to you most of the time <laughs> right and this is why we have a podcast I'm a pro talk at about flying under the radar like yeah, you really are I'm not so good at it I'm I'm a little too I'm not like that but you are really good at that yeah N.A. beer and a koozie, no one knows. Yeah, that is true. You never have to. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I used to be that way for sure. I think sometimes I like to share it if it's like authentically coming up in a conversation with Oh, someone, yeah, of course. You know? If somebody like really wants to know what I'm doing and like I'll share it with them. Like yeah. that's part of coaching, but like, yeah. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that this was helpful for you. This and was I... jam-packed full of information. <laughs> Yeah, y'all. I hope y'all took notes. Right. I mean, I mean, should we just like link our notes? Like this is three pages worth of material. Mm, um, yeah, no, this was a ton of information. Um, but I hope that it's helpful for you. And I hope that like the main takeaway here is really like what Ryan kept saying, which is like, it is possible to lean into a little bit of flexibility without being like overly excessive one way or the other. Like, creating that balance in your life is possible and like I think when we're living in a culture where you know balance isn't really our thing Mm -hmm. in in our culture I feel like it's important to to think about ways that you can create it for yourself so um hopefully we gave you some some insight into how to do that because these are all things we've struggled with yeah I mean and like I said like I've used every single one of these scenarios at one time or another like Mm -hmm. they are like tools that I have in my toolkit when I'm in certain situations and so definitely like make notes of the things that you think would work well for you and try to use those the next time you find yourself in one of these situations and like we said a bunch of times already like you still always have the choice of whether or not you want to try to do this or not. But I do think that a lot of times there's this assumption that if everything isn't perfectly aligned and Mm. completely suited Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. our needs, that it's impossible for us to see some kind of progress. And what I try to remind people all the time is like learning how to do all of this stuff. Like no one taught this to me. Like these are the the way that we came up with these strategies and these scenarios (laughs) are literally all based off our personal experience over the last like five years right and just things that we learned through trial and error and making mistakes and and messing up and feeling bad and going through all of the emotions that are attached to all of this stuff and then learning how to bounce back from that and create these solutions right? right so these are based off our personal experience and how we've learned. So we don't expect y'all to like know how to do all of this stuff. It takes practice and it takes that trial and error. But it also makes it understandable that this is 
this this is possible so like you don't have to be the victim of your circumstances Mm -hmm. like learning how to navigate these things is part of adapting like a healthy and fit lifestyle right like people will say oh I just need to wait for things to calm down or I need to wait for all the parties to be over and I need to do this and it's like they're never gonna stop it's never gonna stop like there's always going to be something it's never coming up that's like making it hard for you to do what you need to do and learning these things like just like we've had to learn them is part of the process right y'all that like I know we laughed at it but like chug a protein shake and go to bed like we we lived that experience a few weeks ago yeah you know like so it's we don't have all the answers like we just have the experience of being like we've been through this and like this is kind of how it how it worked out for us absolutely so yeah yeah. so yeah it is possible you have to learn through your own experiences too but hopefully you heard something in this episode that you can try to utilize or come up with your own version of it or whatever Um, yeah but it's possible and it's part of the process too for sure all right y'all well i hope you have a great um fourth of july fourth of july week uh weekend all the things um i hope that this was helpful and as always if you have follow-ups questions you want to share your experiences with us um ryan at true good strength mm-hmm. um on instagram on email whatever yeah yeah cool cool all right y'all have a great week have a great week bye, bye.